When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to First Mover, your place for the earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Ofstein, the Director of Analytics for Player Profiler. And today we are going to be talking about Week 14. That's right, you're here. It's Monday and Week 13, still not even over. Week 14 is what we will be talking about here because this is, of course, the earliest look at each DFS slate. This week, we've got only 10 games on the main slate. That's because six teams are on by. So we've got a, a pretty thin slate to choose from. Some they may, There's like maybe two games that stand out from the jump. So some, some pretty questionable looking games, some very lopsided looking games. So I'll be diving into all of that. But first, I always like to start out by just talking about some hits and misses from the week before. I think that last week was a pretty decent week for the first mover brand, Tyler Lockett. And DK Metcalf both hit, but I you know, feel like I talk about Tyler Lockett almost every week here. Devontae Smith had a very nice week, even though, of course, A.J. Brown got all the headlines in that revenge game. Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson both delivered. We've been talking about how the rookies are going to continue exceeding expectations down the stretch. And Christian Watson is just running so hot on touchdowns right now. It's pretty incredible to witness. I hope you guys have him on your seasonal teams and you're getting to reap the benefits of this touchdown streak that he's on. And then the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Geno Smith are kind of like two of the quarterbacks I mentioned last week. And they sort of headlined yesterday in terms of the best quarterback performances. Some, some bad beats from yesterday still of course going to happen every week. Jalen Waddle getting hurt early in the game, exiting with just one reception. Foster Moreau was out for a little while with a concussion, but it seemed like he came back in and made a play, but still ended up with just one catch. Aaron Jones, I think, also missed a few drives just because he, he was labeled questionable during the game. And A.J. Dillon kind of stole the spotlight. And then Tyler Conklin, I was pumping up Tyler Conklin in his revenge game against the Vikings, too. Unfortunately, he did not quite deliver much for us. And I think it was like two catches for less than 10 yards. So that was that was an interesting game as well. The Jets and the Vikings, they, you know, they, it was how many field goals did Greg Zerline end up having to kick? I think it was five and Mike White just threw a ton of passes. They really had to air it out, but kind of a anticlimactic ending with the Vikings hanging on in that one. But it seems like Mike White will continue to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. I haven't heard otherwise, um, but anyway, let's just get right into talking about these week 14 games. Like I said, there's 10 games on the main slate. And that starts out with the Jets playing at the Bills. Bills are favored by nine. Over under in that game is 44. Browns will be traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. The Bengals are favored by six. And the Brown, uh, the over under is 47. The Texans are playing the Cowboys in Dallas. This is the most lopsided 
game on the slate. Cowboys are favored by 16 and a half. I think that's the biggest spread we've seen all season. And the over under there is 46. The Vikings are going to be playing at the Lions. And believe it or not, the Lions are favored at home by one. And the over under there is the highest at 53 and a half. The Jaguars are playing at the Titans. Titans are three and a half point favorites over under a 41 and a half. The Eagles will play at the Giants. The Giants are seven point underdogs at home. And the over under there is 45. The Ravens play at the Steelers. Steelers favored by two. It's looking like the Steelers will be uh, facing Tyler Huntley instead of Lamar Jackson with Lamar's knee injury um, appearing to be week to week. The Chiefs will play at the Broncos. Chiefs are nine point favorites there. Over under is 43. I believe this game was flexed out of the Sunday night football slot. So thankfully, we don't all have to watch another Russell Wilson primetime disaster. And then the Buccaneers play at the 49ers. 49ers, three and a half point favorites. The over under there is only 37 and a half, even lower than Ravens Steelers. And then the Panthers play at the Seahawks. The over under there is 43. The Seahawks are favored by three and a half at home, which you kind of would think it would be more against the Panthers. But it seems like Sam Darnold will be starting for them. And they did have a bit of a resurgence with him before their bye week. So who knows what could happen there. But basically, the way I'm seeing this slate right now is there's Vikings and Lions, which stands to be a pretty high scoring game. And then there's the Browns at the Bengals, which also has the second highest total and kind of a you know intriguing offensive pieces on both sides, depending on, of course, what Deshaun Watson is looking like this week. He was pretty bad in his return. Of course, he was rusty. He hadn't played football in almost two years. And then I think on this slate, too. The next biggest thing is there's just a lot of good offenses in very lopsided games. I mean, the Cowboys favored by 16 and a half, the Eagles favored by a touchdown, the Bills favored by nine, the Chiefs favored by nine. So these offenses, the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills, we're going to want to be stacking them, even though the game environments aren't quite as appealing. I think that that's kind of where we're going to be looking for some offensive output. But anyway, with that, we would... We can go ahead and talk about the DraftKings salaries for this week. At quarterback, Josh Allen is, of course, the most expensive, 8300 Jalen Hurts, 8100 Patrick Mahomes is 8000 Lamar Jackson is 7400 But like I said, he's questionable. We'll see if he comes out to play. And then Joe Burrow is 7000 A few of the cheaper quarterbacks, I think Dak at 6500 is a very good value. Geno Smith, 6200 and then Jared Goff is only 5,600. He played pretty well yesterday, hit Amon Ross St. Brown for a couple touchdowns. And in this high-scoring environment he's about to be in against the Vikings, I think he could be an option at 5,600. And then Tyler Huntley is only 5,500 if he does end up making the start. We know that he has some rushing volume available to him, so he could be potentially a sneaky DFS value. But that's kind of the landscape at quarterback, more or less. There's you know, Hertz and Mahomes and Allen at the top, all three of them on this slate is fun to see. And then we'll see, you can kind of stack elsewhere as you like to try to save a little money. But, you know, it's always, I think it's always more high upside to go with the elite quarterback option, of course. And then at the running back position this week on DraftKings, Christian McCaffrey's 8,500. He's well ahead of Saquon Barkley, who's next at 8,000. Derek Henry is 7,900. Nick Chubb is 7,800. And then Dalvin Cook is 7,300. Those guys make up the top tier. Joe Mixon is closely behind. I believe he is 6,900, but he's questionable. Kenneth Walker, 6,800. 
also questionable. So there's like <laughs> those pending injuries there too. So we'll see what happens with those guys. But right behind them, you got Tony Pollard at 6,700 in, of course, a very good matchup against the Texans with the Cowboys hugely favored. And then Zeke, you know, just like as a teammate duo, Zeke is 6,100. So on FanDuel, you can get them the other way around. But on DraftKings, Pollard is the more expensive one. Then Samaje Ryan is up to 6,300. He's been filling in nicely for Mixon. So if he does get the starting nod again, 6,300 is not a terrible price to pay for Pirine. Um, the Lions running backs are both below 6,000. Jamal Williams is 5,900. And DeAndre Swift is 5,800. I mean, I just imagine if DeAndre Swift was getting all of this goal line work that Jamal Williams has been getting and how exciting of a fantasy option he would be. And yesterday we saw DeAndre Swift finally have a game with more carries than Jamal Williams for the first time since like, I think maybe week one, if if the first, if not the first time all season. So hopefully there is more of DeAndre Swift to come. Isaiah Pacheco is 5,700. And then down to sort of the cheaper running back tier, Zonovan Knight is still only 5,100. He's been getting solid work. He was, um, I think, five targets yesterday and 15 carries. And then, you know, pending Kenneth Walker's injury, DJ Dallas and Tony Jones both kind of split filling in for him. DJ Dallas is 4,900 and Tony Jones is 4,800. The only reason they might be even slightly intriguing is the Seahawks are, after all, playing the Panthers and their favorites at home. But both Dallas and Jones were not very efficient yesterday. So I think that's kind of like a last-minute desperation play. And then James Cook and Kareem Hunt are both only 4,600. James Cook has been especially exciting. He's been getting more and more of a role in that Bills offense. And Kareem Hunt, he keeps getting cheaper in DFS. He keeps maintaining some involvement. Yesterday was a bit of an uptick for him in carries and targets compared to what he's seen recently. But his DFS price is staying super low. So once again, it's have to mention Kareem Hunt before we go on over to the wide receivers. The top of the receiver board is filled with the usual suspects. Justin Jefferson is 9,000. Stefan Diggs, 8,300. A.J. Brown, 8,000. Jamar Chase, 7,900. Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800. And C.D. Lamb, 7,500. It's pretty interesting to see Jamar Chase kind of, he's a full $1,100 cheaper than Justin Jefferson. And I think that that, that kind of presents a good value proposition probably i think jamar chase has another week to get healthy and we saw him still have i think it was 70 catches for 90 some yards yesterday so i think jamar chase is back folks and he's still kind of a a tiny bit of a discount relative to what we're used to seeing for him t higgins is 7,000, so close behind you can kind of stack both of them and build your lineup around that you've also got dk metcalf and tyler lockett at 7,100 and 6,500, respectively, while we're talking about elite wide receiver duos. Chris Godwin is 6,700 and Mike Evans is 6,400. And then just a few other guys in this range that I really like, that kind of like strong wide receiver two area that we typically talk about this on this show. Christian Kirk is 6,600. Juju Smith-Schuster is 5,600. He's kind of the bottom of that tier. And Garrett Wilson his DFS price has been climbing up. He's 5,900. Also got to mention Devontae Smith at 6,300. He's just been absolutely balling. Um, and we don't want to forget about him. A few of the value receivers that I like this week on DraftKings, Gabe Davis's salary is all the way down to 5,300. That's just way too low for the amount of upside that he has. Tyler Boyd is only 5,000. He had a, a decent game yesterday, five targets, I think 60 
some yards, but obviously he dropped that touchdown. I think we would be looking at his stat line very differently if he had simply caught that one. And his opportunity in that Bengals offense is still as good as it's always been. And I think he's going to stay in that healthy tertiary role behind Higgins and Chase. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, 4,900. I feel like he's another guy that I've been touting almost every week. He boosted his stat line with a return touchdown yesterday. Michael Gallup is only 4,600. He finally looked like his old self last night. Two touchdowns in that game from Dak. It's kind of funny that he finally exploded. I feel like I talked about him every week in his return. He finally goes off the main slate. Can't play him. And that's the week that he comes through for us. But luckily, he's still cheap. He's only 4,600 this week. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling is 4,100. Another guy who dropped a touchdown yesterday, and he still made some pretty good plays for the Chiefs. He's going to keep getting those deep downfield targets, and I think that he's also got the upside to pop any given week. So those are kind of the value wide receivers that I'm seeing. Over to the tight ends, you got Travis Kelsey, 7,600, Mark Andrews, 6,500, and TJ Hawkinson, 5,100. Mark Andrews did see a lot more targets with Tyler Huntley at quarterback last year, so if that is to be maintained, I think he makes an interesting proposition at 6,500. Hawkinson had only four receptions yesterday, but we know he's still very heavily involved in the Vikings offense. And then there's kind of another little cluster here with Pat Fryermuth at 4,500, Dalton Schultz at 4,400, and George Kittle at 4,300. I think all three of these guys still see very solid volume in their offenses and are pretty good values in that mid-4,000 price range. A little bit further down the board, I like Dawson Knox at 3,800. Greg Dulcich at 3,400 coming off of his one of his best games as a pro. I think it was 85 receiving yards yesterday. Evan Ingram, 3,300. He's still very cheap for his involvement in the Jaguars offense. And then Chigo Quanquo is probably the deepest name. I'm willing to go at tight end this week. He's only 2,700. And he had, I think it was four receptions yesterday for 68 yards pretty good performance from him and he's been getting increasingly involved in that titans offense which is what we want to see for a rookie so okonkwo is the name to watch in that titans offense over to the defenses on DraftKings, the bills are the most expensive they're four thousand. of course they're playing the mike white jets the chiefs defense is 3900 facing russell wilson the cowboys defense 3800 facing the texans who the browns defense had a field day against yesterday and then the Eagles defense against the Giants is 3,700. Seahawks defense against the Panthers is 3,600. A couple values that I like a little further down the board. The Niners are only 3,200, which is fairly cheap for how good of a defense they are at real football. And I think that their elite D-line against the Buccaneers O-line makes a very good matchup. So 3,200 feels like a decent price for the Niners defense. The Steelers are 2,800. They'll probably be playing against Huntley. And like I said a couple weeks ago, I think that the difference of TJ Watt on that defense is huge. So I think that them at 2,800 is not a bad value. And then the Jets defense against the Bills, I mean, they're only 2,500. And the last time they played the Bills, they intercepted Josh Allen twice and sacked him five times. So I think there's there's something there if you are really looking to save up cheap on that defense i think that the jets are probably the way to go in a lot of these lopsided games what you'll see happen is these defenses that are dirt cheap are just like in terrifying situations i mean who wants to play the the texans defense against dallas or the broncos defense against kansas city so 
there's just some some really sketchy situations way down there at the bottom of the board. I think the Jets are a good place to draw the line. And then, of course, I've got a sample lineup for you guys here with DraftKings. I went with a Jared Goff double stack here. I think that getting some pieces of that game that projects to be the highest scoring on the slate was the good move. So we've got a Jared Goff double stack with Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark. Brought that back with Justin Jefferson on the Vikings side of things. Figure you might as well pay up to get Jefferson and St. Brown if you're trying to get into that Lions-Vikings game. They're probably going to be the ones who take it nuclear. And then some other pieces in this game that I like is Isaiah Pacheco skinny stacked with Greg Dulcich. Like I said, Greg Dulcich I think is a very nice value. And Isaiah Pacheco, just so cool to be seeing him succeed. He's someone that I think a lot of people were rooting for in the preseason, kind of became a sneaky name. And we've been talking about him here at Player Profiler since... I think probably like April in draft season. So very cool to see him succeed. And then just other pieces in this lineup, Tony Pollard. Like I said, Tony Pollard, just amazing. He's going to be having such a great matchup this week against the Texans. So I think Tony Pollard is absolutely someone that you want to be going out of your way to roster this week. And then rounding this out with Tyler Boyd in the flex. Like I said, he's a good value this week. And the Jets defense, who I think are kind of the the cheapest real option you have there. So from top to bottom, that lineup looks like Jared Goff at 5,600, Isaiah Pacheco at 5,700, Tony Pollard at 6,700, Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,800, Justin Jefferson at 9,000, DJ Chark at 4,300, Greg Dulcich at 3,400, Tyler Boyd at 5,000, and then the Jets defense at 2,500. So feel pretty, pretty good about that lineup giving you know, the best upside game, the top alpha receivers on both of those offenses. And then I think DJ Shark also had a pretty solid stat line yesterday. I think it was 5-4-98. And I mean, he's going to stay involved. He's good to see him sort of back from his injury as well. And now before we go on over to talking about FanDuel, I'd like to give you guys a moment to hear about the DFS Dominator, which is a deal that we have right now going on at playerprofiler.com, you can go to check out the DFS Dominator, and currently you can get it for the rest of the season for only $25 as a singular package. You don't even have to pay for the player rankings or Dynasty Deluxe. I think the all-in package is a great steal at $25 or at $50, but for only $25, you can get just the DFS Dominator, which will get you our GPP lineup genius, which builds correlated game stacked lineups, which are simply awesome. Like you, I've been using them in tournaments and you know, we doing okay most weeks. I, there's been a couple weeks that it's put me on to some guys that I didn't think were good plays. So you just got to keep trusting the lineup genius. I remember that the Joe Mixon five touchdown week. I mean, we talk about that on the stack fest. It seems like every week since, because it's so hard to, to trust the computer sometimes. And then turns out to be right. Like that, that week it was just trying to jam Joe Mixon so hard and we kept subbing him out. And then you know, you just got to trust the the optimizer sometimes. So that, that GPP lineup genius, you can use it to build your lineups. Only $25 for the rest of the season to get that single package subscription. And it also comes with our underdog pick'em generator. This is where all of our best prop picks go. We've been over 50% correct on, I think, maybe all but one week this season. Like our prop picks are absolutely crushing it. Han is helping me out a good bit with that. And we're like I said, we're doing well. So if you sign up $25 for just the DFS Dominator package, you can probably go and make that money back with 
those picks very quickly in a week or two. So if you guys haven't tried the DFS Dominator already, I, I don't know why you have it, but go ahead and sign up. It's only $25 for the rest of the season. So be sure to check out that deal if you haven't already. And then we'll be right back to the FanDuel pricing. Over at quarterback, you've got Patrick Mahomes is actually more expensive than Josh Allen here. He's 8,800. Allen is 8,700. And Jalen Hurts is also 8,700. And as always, they're kind of a clear separate tier. Those three guys, Joe Burrow's 8,300. Lamar Jackson, 8,000. And Dak Prescott, also 8,000. So as always, there's less price separation among the elite quarterbacks in FanDuel, which I think makes it worth paying up for the best guys. But some values that are still there are Geno Smith, 7,700. Jared Goff, only 7,100. And then Tyler Huntley is 7,000. Like I said, I think with his mobility, and if he does end up making the start this week, he'll probably make for a pretty popular DFS option. Over at the FanDuel running backs, Derek Henry is 9,000. Dalvin Cook is 8,700. Joe Mixon, 8,500. Christian McCaffrey, 8,500. Crazy good game for Christian McCaffrey yesterday with 80 receiving yards and a touchdown through the air. Nick Chubb, 8,400. And then Saquon Barkley, 8,200. Here we have Gil Elliott is more expensive than Tony Pollard. Zeke is 8,000. So I think Pollard at 7,500 is an absolute steal. Be sure to get Tony Pollard in your lineups this week, especially on FanDuel. I'm sure he'll be chalky, but we've seen that Tony Pollard chalk can still carry you. And he did it again last night, even though it was on a showdown slate, of course. And I think that we're going to want to keep playing Tony Pollard through the rest of the season. The Lions running backs, like I said, DeAndre Swift, 7,200. Jamal Williams, 7,000, especially in that high scoring environment. I think they're both in play this week. Miles Sanders is only 7,100, and the Eagles are heavy favorites this week, so that could mean a good dose for him. And then a little bit in that cheaper tier, Zonovan Knight, still only 6,300 on FanDuel, despite his increasing workload. I I don't think that his role is going to go away, even if Michael Carter is healthy this week, but we'll see if he makes it back. He was doubtful going into last week, so I think that he might still need another week. Latavius Murray, 6,200. He's been kind of a bell cow for the Broncos lately. You can, Where you can get cheap volume, you might as well take it. James Cook, 6,100. Kind of already outlined why we like him and the increasing role in the Bills offense. And then Kareem Hunt, 5,700. Kareem Hunt, like I said, got to mention him every week. He's going to get his 35 to 40% of snaps and some carries and some targets and the week that he gets those touchdowns, he's going to be a good DFS play, and you want to just stay ahead of the curve on that for sure. The wide receivers on FanDuel, Justin Jefferson is once again at the top at 9,300. Jamar Chase is 8,700. Amon Ross St. Brown, 8,600. Stefan Diggs is 8,500, which is kind of crazy to see him below Amon Ross St. Brown, considering how insanely well Diggs has been playing this year. AJ Brown, 8,400. And CD Lamb, 8,200. I mean, these are the bulletproof wide receiver ones. You can't poke a hole in any of the case for those guys. You want to, you know, put them in your lineups wherever you can afford to. The elite duos here, DK Metcalf is 7,900 and Tyler Lockett is 7,700. T Higgins is 7,800 as a compliment to Jamar Chase, of course. And then Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are 7,500 and 7,000 respectively. Christian Kirk is 7,600. He's been, as we know, the wide receiver one for the Jaguars this season. He's been very dominant with his volume too. Devontae Smith, 7,000. Garrett Wilson, 7,200. DJ Moore, 6,900. 
and Juju Smith-Schuster, 6,600. It's kind of a little tier there that I like as well in that mid-sixes to uh, low-sevens range. And then if we're looking for a little, little bit cheaper, good values, I think Darius Slayton at 6,300. I mean, he's just been getting so much involvement. He's the clear wide receiver one on the Giants right now, and he's very cheap. Gabe Davis, like I said, getting criminally underpriced right now for his upside. He's only 6,200. And then Michael Gallup mentioned why we like him. He's 6,000. DJ Shark, 5,700. So these guys are kind of the lower tier of receivers that are appealing this week on FanDuel. Over at tight end, Travis Kelsey, of course, in a tier of his own at 8,000. Mark Andrews is 6,800. And TJ Hawkinson is 6,500. Dalton Schultz is 6,200, George Kittle is 5,900, and Pat Fryermuth is 5,800. So it's kind of surprising to see Mark Andrews starting to pull back closer to the pack of the tight ends here. Like I said, if Tyler Huntley plays, I think that means a more significant role for Mark Andrews and probably makes him pretty appealing at a $1,200 discount relative to Travis Kelsey. And then some value tight ends, of course, here on FanDuel, Greg Dulcich, 5,400. Evan Ingram, 5,100. Daniel Bellinger, only 4,800. He returned from injury yesterday, had five catches, didn't get a lot of yards, but he's back out there on the field. I think that's good to see for him. And then Chigo Quanco, like I said, he's only 4,800 here too. So he's a very good value on FanDuel and DraftKings this week. And then the defenses, the Cowboys defense, very favorable spot. Like I mentioned, they're 5,200. The Bills defense is 4,800. The Eagles defense, 4,700. The Niners defense is 4,600. The Chiefs defense is 4,500. And the Seahawks defense is 4,400. Those are, like I said, kind of the expensive defenses that are in pretty good matchups this week. I think the Jets at 4,000 and the Steelers at 3,800 are the ones that stand out to me as sort of somewhat appealing bargains. And then with that, let's go ahead on to the sample lineup for FanDuel. This one, I kind of started out with a Patrick Mahomes stack with getting him and Travis Kelsey in there, running that back with Jerry Judy, Christian, or sorry, Cortland Sutton left yesterday's game with injury. So Judy could potentially benefit from the volume. And I think he'll be, you know, one week healthier when he does take the field again on Sunday. Also got a little bit of correlation out of that Jets Bills game with Corey Davis and Gabe Davis and James Cook all from that game. I think that the Bills offense is in a very good spot. And Corey Davis actually saw 10 targets yesterday. So he's only 5,700 this week, getting three pieces out of that game. Makes a lot of sense to me. And then I also stacked Tony Pollard with the Cowboys defense. Like I mentioned, the Cowboys defense is the most expensive this week. But I think that if there's anyone that is going to give Kyle Allen or Davis Mills, whoever ends up getting the start this week, total nightmares, it's going to be Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. And then stacking them with Tony Pollard just makes too much sense. The Texans are such a good running back matchup. And then that leaves me with only Kareem Hunt as like the odd man out in this lineup who's completely unstacked. But like I said, Kareem Hunt, I think he's he's a value pretty much every week. Players that made it into both of my sample lineups today is Tony Pollard, which I think makes a lot of sense. And you guys should be very excited to play Tony Pollard this week in DFS. But let me just give you guys that FanDuel lineup again from top to bottom. It's Patrick Mahomes, 8,800, Tony Pollard at 7,500, Kareem Hunt at 5,700, Jerry Judy at 6,500, Gabe Davis at 6,200, Corey Davis at 5,700, Travis Kelsey at 8,000, 
James Cook at 6,100, and the Dallas Cowboys defense at 5,200. So that will do it for the FanDuel sample lineup, and that will do it for week 14 of First Mover. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the DFS Dominator. If you haven't already, you'll get our, our top-tier projections, our amazing optimizer, our elite underdog picks, and all of that for only $25 for the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your week 14, and we'll see you guys back here next week.